for this message in the entirety. You'll have to be here tonight because it's already after 12 o'clock. Most Baptist churches are letting out and we're just now starting to preaching. You put the sign up back there, so don't blame me. Preach, preacher, preach. Hebrews chapter number 9. Let's look, if you will, in verse number 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, not to appear in the presence of God, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Father, we thank you. We love you. We praise you for what you've done for us and going to do. For Lord, we've asked these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I can tell you one thing, if you lay man it, we'll get done quicker. <laughs> it's not over yet. What is Jesus doing now? What is he doing? Well, the Bible said he's preparing a place for us. And he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, that's the reason when Chris sings that song, it means so much to me. I know what Jesus is doing. He's preparing a place for me. And he's fixing to come back and get me. Amen. Now, in our mind thought and time thought and time frame, it's been a couple thousand years. It ain't even been two seconds with him. Think about it. So he just left a moment or two ago. And then a moment or two, he'll be back. So what is Jesus doing? If you look in uh, chapter number 10 of Hebrews, verse number 11, the Bible said, And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. Are you with me? But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever sat down on the right hand of God. Are you with me? From henceforth expected till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. So what is, what is he doing for us? Hey, he's interceding for us. He has sat down by the Father and he's interceding for his children. I, I'm, I, that makes me happy. Amen. I ain't got enough sense to talk for myself. But I'm sure glad he takes my blubbering. Amen. My stammering and stuttering. And he tells the Father what I need and what I mean. Amen. Hey, you can't put it in words either. I don't care how eloquent of speech you are. You can't really put in word what your heart needs to say and wants to say. So Jesus is our interpreter, if you will. He is there making intercessions to the Father because he is able to take away the sins of the world. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? All the bullocks, turtle doves, all the offerings that was ever given just moved sin ahead. 
never take it away. Then John, seeing Jesus come and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Didn't move them up no more. Hey, he covered them with blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God he's my intercessor. Amen. Aren't you glad today that God is a God that loves you enough that he cares enough what you are doing and, and what you need? In 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter number 2, Verse number 12, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sakes. Hey, what an advocate we have. <laughs> hey, it wasn't because of you, friend. It was because of him. Amen. Jesus' blood had no sin whatsoever. So when he gave it to the Father for all of us, guess what? You became sinless when you accepted the blood of Jesus for your life. Amen. I don't care how many sins a devil brings up in your past, in your present, you can be forgiven for all of them. I'm glad that he's my advocate to the Father. Amen. Oh, I'm getting excited this morning. I'm thinking about all, listen, it'd have to sound like a typewriter, him telling how many sins, I'm talking about Satan, telling the Father all my sins. I mean, it'd sound like a gang of guineas. And Jesus poured the blood over it, and it got silent. Ha, ha, ha. man, the blood covered it. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, aren't you glad he loves you so much? Aren't you glad? Listen, what is your ministry? What is your ministry? I'm not a preacher. Everybody's got a ministry. To love the Lord thy God with all your heart, body, soul, and mind. Do you love God that much? Now hold on just a minute. If you love God that much, nothing will keep you out of church. If you love God that much, listen, friend, me and Mama have been married 48 years. And if I didn't come home two or three days, guess what? When I did come home, I better be ducking bullets. Because she's going to shoot me. She ain't even going to ask where I've been. No, she's just going to shoot me. Why? Because I didn't show up at home. Amen. I mean, she looks at me and I ain't bleeding, ain't nothing fell off of me. I'm a dead man. Amen. I mean, forget that there might be perfume or lipstick on me. Yeah, forget all about that. I just didn't come home for two or three days. Hello? You think God ain't jealous when you don't come to the house of God? Woo! So what is Jesus doing? <laughs> Most time he's waiting at the house of God waiting on you to come. Amen. Amen. Boy, I didn't get much response on that one. You know why? Because we're guilty. Because our heart is not fully sold out to God to say, God, every time I can. Amen. Now hold on just a minute. Can is subject to what you think. Preacher, I just couldn't make it. 
Yeah, you could have. You just chose not to. Hey, I know people work. I understand that. I understand that people can't make it because of work. Some of them, uh, Brother Marvin and some of them can't make it because of their health. Amen. He can't see after dark. God knows those things. But how many times could we be at the house of God and we didn't come? Hold on this minute. Let me get this a little deeper on that. How many times we been at the house of God and we wasn't in church either? We sat on a pew, but we still wasn't at church. Oh, be right there sometimes. Amen. Your mind was on fishing. Your mind was on working or golfing or goofing or hunting. God forbid it was on mowing your grass. My grass needs mowing. Whoop-de-doo. You like mowing grass that much? I got 50 acres. Come over and just have yourself a ball. I mean mow to your little heart's content. I'll furnish a lawn more and the guys, and I'll watch you see. <laughs> Sometimes I mow grass so much I don't like grass. Why do you think I bought cattle to eat grass? So I don't have to mow so much grass. What about it, church? If he is in preparation for you and I, shouldn't we be in preparation for him? Are you preparing a place in your heart? Is there a place already prepared? Is there something at your house you need to prepare? Where you're sitting right now, is it prepared for you tonight? Is it prepared for you Wednesday? Or is that seat where you're sitting right now going to have to cry out, Where are you? And that rock over yonder say, He's supposed to be there. Oh, it's getting quiet. I'm sorry, our ministry. Jesus made provisions for your infirmities. Church, don't let me kill you on that one little point. We all have infirmities. Is anybody in the building not hurting somewhere? I mean, I drove up in the parking lot and had to get two Tylenol to get out of the truck. Yeah, there's parts on me that still hurt after Tylenol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can put anything on it will stop it from hurting. I've just got accustomed to it hurting. If it ever stopped hurting, I'd look around and see if I was in heaven. Amen. But Jesus is our healer for our infirmities. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to tell you I love you first. What does it cost to go to the doctor now? Does anybody know? I know my portion's 40 bucks. If I go to a specialist, it's 40 bucks. You know, I know what my heart doctor charges. And hold on, I don't even get to see the doctor. I get to see his assistant. His is $300 for one visit, and I have to pay 40 of that. Have you ever thought about this? <laughs> Hold on, stay with me. You had to pay tithes to visit him. He got them up front. That's the first thing you do when you come through the door. Your name be $40. I ain't got it, sorry, go home. 
right? We come to the house of God and our infirmities and our sins and we won't even give him a dollar per visit. Amen, are you with me? Don't let me kill you. This is a shouting message. It really is. We ought to be able to shout because we pay our tithe. We ought to be able to shout because we're regular at the house of God. We ought to be able to shout because we have fully surrendered to God. But you know what? That doctor don't care. You walk in there and they put an EKG on me and run a little piece of paper off. He, assistant, comes in, looks at the paper, says everything's all right. See you next time. He never gave me any encouragement. He never gave me anything that it would improve me. I even asked him, Chris, I said, is there something I could eat that would help my heart? You know what his answer was? I don't know. I don't know. Wait a minute. You're the doctor. You're supposed to be able to tell me, hey, you can eat this and this will help you. Well, I'm here as your doctor this morning. Eat the Word of God. It'll help you. Use the altar. It'll help you. Come to church. It'll bless you. And if you're blessed, amen, the joy of the Lord will be in you, and that'll be your strength. For a merry heart doeth good as a medicine. Amen. $300 a head, please, before you leave. Oh, Jesus paid it all but your co-pay. All but the copay. I, I just wonder how much copay you want to pay. Well, I got blessed 25 cent worth here. <laughs> Listen, I'd settle for a quarter out of some of you. Because we sometimes don't give God nothing. We don't give Him our attention. We don't give Him our time. We don't give Him our talent. Are you with me? Say amen. We won't even give him our presence. Oh, help me to preach it, Jesus. Turn with me in the book of Revelation just for a second. You're almost there. Revelation chapter number 12. Revelation chapter number 12 and verse number 10. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven... Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. (laughs) What's Jesus doing? He's fixing to silence the accuser. Amen. Hey, that don't mean nothing to you, but it means a lot to me. I just told you it'd sound like a machine gun rattling off all the things I've been guilty of. Oh, by the way, I've been criticized for saying that right there by other preachers. You oughtn't to never admit that you were a sinner. I said, unto God, how you ever going to get saved till you admit you was a sinner? Amen. You want them people to look up here and say, look at that milky white perfect person? Come on. I know I'm pretty, but I ain't that pretty. Right? Hey, we've all sinned and come short of the glory. Every single one of us. And the accuser makes sure everybody knows it. 
So if everybody already knows it, we should just confess up. I'm a sinner. And the only hope I've got is to be saved. And Jesus is putting to silence the accuser. When this thing's all over with, he ain't going to be able to say nothing. No, he ain't going to be able to accuse you of nothing because God's going to look down on you and see the blood and, and say, I don't see that in there, Satan. I don't see that. Satan say, don't you remember on such and such a day they done this? And Jesus will say, Father, look at it. And God will say, no, I don't see that, Satan. Why? Because he throwed it in the sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered anymore. The accuser is what he's silencing. Hold on, church. He's not trying to silence the church. There ought to be some shouts and hollers and amens. And, uh, listen, you ought to have some emotion in church. I've heard this crowd long enough say, I shouldn't have that much emotion in church. Unto God, I wish you would have some emotion. I mean, God said to either be hot or cold. Oh, by the way, do you know cold is an emotion? Because I can look upon you and you look like you eat green persimmons. What are they shouting about over there? Why do they get so happy and I can't? My God, get saved. I mean, think about it, children. The accuser is silenced. That's what Jesus is doing. Through and by the blood, he is doing that. Thank you, Jesus, for all you do for me. Turn back in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 10. Verse number 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the wholeness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. Are you in me? Say amen. So what's Jesus doing? Consecrating us. Making a way for us. <laughs> Hey, there was a time when the veil was between you and God. And at Jesus' dying breath, that veil was rent from top to bottom, giving me access to the Father. Oh, by his flesh, as it was ripped to pieces, as they beat him and mocked him there on the cross, amen. Every stripe was for me. Every drop of blood was for me. I'm getting excited. I get to thinking about he done it for me. Hey, what's my Jesus doing? He's a-saving me, sanctifying me. He's getting me ready to go to heaven, amen. What's Jesus doing for you? You know what he's doing for you? Whatever you'll let him do. It ain't that he can't do it. He could if you just open it up. Have you ever thought about this? When he closed the door on the ark, no man could open. No man. What does that tell me? When your life is closed, it's finished. Amen. It's finished. I could stand up here and lie like a yellow dog over your casket. 
that you'd still be in hell. Because as that tree falls, so shall it lie. So what is Jesus doing? He's making intercession for you and I. He is our advocate. He's opened the ministry unto us. But he's made a way for you to be saved. I don't care how bad you are, how bad you think you are. Jesus died for you. And that ought to make you shout right there. He died so you could go to heaven and to a prepared place for a prepared people at a prepared time. Amen. Think about that. One of these days, preparation will be over. Amen. Time will be over. And I get to go home to my mansion in the sky. I want to go where Jesus is. I want to be in his presence. Amen. I want to bow at his feet and say, you're worthy. You're, I'm going to praise him for a million years. I'm going to run the streets. I'm going to run through the river of life. Well, hallelujah to God. I'm going there. Why? Because he made a way for me. Does that help you this morning? He's made a way. He made a way with his flesh. He made a way with his blood. He made a way with his dying. He made a way with the resurrection. And he's sitting by the Father right now. (laughs) You know what he's whispering for the lost? Save them, God. Save them, God. The lost folk, your name's being called out in heaven right now. And, and it's saying, save them, God. Save that one. Save that one, Lord. He's calling your name to the Father. He said, my blood was given, and he called your name. Amen. He said, that is safe. Send him some joy. He needs a little strength. Well, thank you, Jesus. He said to the Father, save them, sanctify them, heal them, and fill them all. Let me tell you something you may never have thought about. Heaven's a prepared place with prepared dimensions. Are you listening real close? Listen to me carefully. It was prepared for those that love God. And at the prepared time, God's going to say, heaven is full. Close the door. Preparation, they're done then. Nobody else will get on. Are you listening? Are you prepared to hear that? Are you prepared to hear him say, depart? I never knew you. Are you prepared for that one? You can stand there and say, God, I went to church. My name was on the roll. God, I sang in the choir. Even God, I preach from the pulpit. And God will have to say, depart, I never knew you. Ain't that going to be a sad day for those that's left? Because Jesus has been in preparation for you all this time, but you haven't taken time to prepare for him. Right here is your preparation place. On your knees before God saying, God, I know I'm a sinner. 
I need to be saved. God, I know I'm a sinner. I can only make it with you. Would you come this morning as we stand to our feet and just have a talk with your father here? It's a prepared time right now as heads are bowed, eyes are closed. These come and play and sing softly. God's waiting on you. He prepared this day, this service, this message to stir your heart. Would you come? Would you come and just talk to the Father this morning as the Holy Spirit is drawing? Some are making their way. What about you? What about you? Do you love him enough to start off with today just to have a talk with him? God loves you. Do you love him back today? Do you love him enough to say yes to the Lord today? I hear your voice, God. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming, Lord. I'm coming. As they make their way down. There's a prepared place up here for you. Would you come? Anyone else want to come and pray this morning? The Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart. You need to step out. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? They're making their way. What about you today? Handful of purpose. Come on, children. Come on, children. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Handfuls of purpose. Revelation chapter number 3 and verse number 5 said, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, 
but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Verse number six says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now this ain't the lost, this is the churches, amen. To the angel of the church of Philadelphia write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. Verse number eight said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which saith they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and to worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. The door that God has opened, no man can shut. And the door that God has shut, no man can open it. So don't wait till God closes the door to try to get in. Get in while the getting in's good. The door's open today for you. Do you need to come and pray before we close this service? Do you need to step out and come? And confess to the Father today. I'm not the Pope. I don't need to hear it. But God is waiting. Father look upon the hearts of everyone in this building right now. God look upon them with. I pray God with love and mercy. Grace. That would help them come to an altar of prayer. Look upon us with favor, God, today and let us know that you really do love us, Father. That heart, Lord, that's struggling today, Satan has thrown them a curve and a counterfeit. God, you bless them and touch them today. Help them to see and understand and to know, Father, that you love them so. Father, your blessings we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.